In 2007, when the National Football League was rebranded as the I League, the intention was to get more eyeballs and to give a wider coverage to the domestic league. But now, here we are in 2017, into the 10th edition of the I League, and the future looks very bleak. So that's that will be our primary discussing point on this episode of Injury Time. Hello, this is Naveen in the company of Arvind. Hi, Chidananda. Hello, and our very own Sandeep. Hello, guys. On the foot on the foot of the latest edition of the I League, the match is just 24 hours away. The opening game. Things don't look that good, isn't it, Chidan? Yeah, we have. Uh, I mean, until a couple of months ago, we didn't even know how many teams are going to be there this year, and um, now here we are. And again, I think except for the big three teams, nothing else. I mean, nobody else looks capable of challenging for the title. So there's so much uncertainty around the whole league. We don't know what's going to happen next year. We don't know if the I League is, you know, is going to continue in this format next year. So a lot of uncertainty. But having said that. The teams doesn't. Uh, the teams are not faced by this problem because going into the new league, you hear coaches come out and players come out and say that we are not bothered about it. We are all we want to do is go out and win the matches. A good attitude by the teams. A good attitude, but uh, I think they'll have their own plans which they are not obviously sharing with the rest of the public. So I don't know what it is that they are looking forward to, especially the teams like Chennai City FC. Minerva and Churchill, the three new teams who have joined this league just for one season. So, what can they look forward to? What about you, Sandeep? What do you think going into the new season? What should the what should be the plan of every club going? Especially if you leave the top three teams out, for example, Mohan Bagan, East Bengal, and Bengaluru FC. What about the other teams? What should they be looking for? Um, as it stands, it's very unclear who is going to go where, if and when the rebranding or the restructuring happens in the next season. So, uh, like he said, there are three new clubs who are exempt from relegation, and like you said, there are three clubs who are probably going to be challenging for the title or somewhere thereabouts. So the question is for the teams like Mumbai FC and Shillong Lajong, what they have to do because six teams are kind of away from the relegation zone, puts a lot of pressure on a team like, you know, even Aizwal for that matter who just came back from relegation zone. What happens to the team that gets relegated? We don't know. So, even a mid-table team can potentially be relegated too. So, it's a little dicey at the moment, but I suppose the thing is, these four teams especially have to do very well to make sure that they are nowhere near, or at least they are maybe in the fourth or fifth position so that they escape. Uh, well, what Mumbai is, is only tomorrow. They play DSK Shivajians in their opening game, which is the Maharashtra Derby. But before that, Shillong Lajang has a big match at hand up, up against the defending champions here at the Sri Gandhirva Stadium, which is also the fortress of the defending champions. Chidananda, how good is that match? Yeah, I don't think Shillong Lajang are, uh, are going to go into this match with any great hope of doing anything. DSK uh, is a really so strong. And, and this Lajong, you look at them last season, they finished 6th, I think season before they finished ninth. Last season they scored fewer goals than anybody else, only 14. So, I don't, I really don't think they have anything enough to bother BFC despite all their injury problems. So I think Lajong have signed uh, Depanda, I think, to, to get them the goals that they missed last year. But is that going to be enough? I don't think so. But on the other hand, BFC has grown from strength to strength. Every passing season, this time around you have players like Mandarao Desha has come in, Harmanjit Singh Khabra has come in and Arindam Bhattacharya will be 
pushing for that spot Lenny Rodriguez uh, in the goalkeeping department Lenny Rodriguez being another guy Sandeep this team is just growing from strength to strength every season again yeah so uh, this team this season they look like they have more options like there is uh, you know more variation in terms there's more strength in depth in midfield especially uh, so i think all that is extremely it bodes very well to bangalore fc's challenge going forward and i if and if they do get into afc champions league they'll need all this uh, and afc cup probably want to repeat the performance or maybe even do one better but uh, one interesting thing is i don't know if it's interesting to anybody else but uh, but i noticed this time when they've signed like you said harm kabra mandar uh, lenny rodriguez all established players like if you look at how bfc have gone about doing the business before they predominantly signed youngsters last Correct. year daniel came in there was udanta who came in so except for maybe eugene not really not many people who are uh, you know over 25 came around so maybe it's a change for you know immediate results or to make yeah. that that could be a reason but it's a interesting thing Correct. no the coach also changed no? that's why yeah, yeah. Could, could the be, new yeah. coach maybe prefers uh, some experience at least in the defensive area um, if you look at the afc cup uh, you had uh, nishukumar and salam ranjan singh uh, manning the defense and uh, i'm not entirely sure whether he was happy with them but uh, in harmanjot kabra who can play uh, in the midfield as well as the defense so whenever uh, they are facing an injury problem in the defense with uh, chonte being out for another month so you can probably see also, yeah. yeah and he knows also so you can probably see kabra playing in the defense tomorrow probably and i think the reason behind this signing was to fill in this void that uh, there is no experience in the defensive area in only in one side you have reno on the other side and that fills fills up for everything that being said about bfc but what about their biggest title rivals mohan bagan under sanjay sen the teams look to be pretty stable and can again spring up uh, spring up a pretty good challenge isn't it yeah again i think they're going to score goals that never going to be an issue you know sony north and Kasumi Yusa and JJ Alpeklua, all three in the forward line, going to, yeah, so going to make it, uh, make it very interesting. But again, having said that, the problem that has affected a lot of teams is that a number of their players were away in the ISL. So, I think Mohan Bagan, for example, and even BFC, they started pre-season training only a couple of weeks ago. Um, Valpeklua arrived in the city only last week sometime so not is unavailable yeah unavailable for the first game so they haven't had much of a pre-season all teams that is so we have to see how good the teams are in this season another thing about uh, Bagan is they signed an interesting central defender in Anna Sartodiga yeah. a good chance for him to prove his worth in the I-League yeah I think he didn't play in the I-League last season yes. yeah, so I think after doing well in the ISL uh, I think a good uh, opportunity for him to win get back uh, into the national reckoning maybe. what about their city rivals east bengal the skipper is out he's part of bengaluru setup this time round khabra is here but apart from that you have ranti martins who never seems to get old but, but i don't think martins is martins is there this time round uh, yeah he's uh, he's with ashley westwood now ranti martins he's left he's left bagan he's not there he's, he's left east bengal yeah he's sorry wherever yeah, where is ashley westwood again malaysia pahang uh, so he is with he's training under Mahazir? ashley westwood Pahang. Oh yeah. yeah. So who's their skipper now? He's Bengal. Have to probably Mehta Hussain. Uh, 
they still seem to be second best to mohan, mohan bagan, bagan this season they also well. lost out on sahid rahim nabi who's joined mumbai fc this year actually worryingly i saw a statement from mehta hussain a couple of days ago where he was saying yeah, he's leaving he would leave west yeah. bengal if they didn't win the league this year So again, not very good. Again, team. something Khabra did last year. So yeah. I think Mehta was saying. But going forward, do you see East Bengal stay in this fold or graduate into the ISL if, if the merger ever happens? They have to, I guess. Uh, I, have, I don't. They know. don't have any other option. Yeah. yeah I mean, so they have to combine thing, with yeah. uh, ATK right. or Bagan has to combine with ATK. I think uh, they're planning one more team from Calcutta in the ISL. Right. So ATK is already there. So no, uh, this is something that I read on one of the sports website saying that Bagan will be the second team from Kolkata, but uh, not from Kolkata, but from Bengal. Mm-hmm. They will be based out of Howrah, which is just like a river, a river apart from Kolkata. You cross the Ganga and you are in Howrah. So that's how they are trying to work out this one city, one team equation when it comes to Bengal as a whole. So, what, what is it like one one state one vote kind of thing that they are doing? Because the problem is both of them are such uh, reputed legacy clubs. Yeah. You can't do anything, but you have to get them both in. But at the same time, if you look at performance, probably Bagan deserves it going by what uh, they have done in the last uh, three years, two three years. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I mean, just 2013, mm. East Bengal reached the semi-finals of the AFC Cup. So it's not. That far before that, when they were a dominant force, so it's a difficult situation, I guess. But moving on to another team that has that interested everyone last season, Aizawal FC. That, that was a debut season in the I League and turned out to be a pretty good season for them. And but this time round, there's a managerial change in the team, and you see a new number of new players coming in. Yeah. Uh, Arvind, you've been looking into that so, team, isn't it? So they were the most hated team uh, after Mumbai FC last season because they beat. Bangalore FC in the Federation Cup and knocked them out of the competition in, in the first fixture. <laughs> exactly. So again, I think this this time around they'll be the most hated team because they have a manager in the form of Khalid Jamil, <laughs> and they have signed two players uh, who were in Mumbai FC, uh, Jayesh Shani and Ashutosh Mehta. Uh. So the fixture Aizawal FC versus Bangalore FC is going to be an exciting one. But before that, they face uh, East Bengal. Uh, in their uh, match tomorrow a home game for them uh, no east bengal thing home game for east bengal yeah because uh, i saw a twitter photo where aizawal said we have arrived in calcutta uh, right. mm-hmm. and uh, they they have uh, major changes in their setup their captain left for uh, dsk shivajians so it will be interesting to see they have a good mixture of uh, mizoram talent uh, as usual And they have these two guys from Mumbai, and uh, they have uh, signed a couple of foreigners, uh, Afghanian uh, and Nigerian. So the usual mixture of Khalid Jamil you can expect. Right. Teams have signed their foreigners, but there's one team in the I League that has refrained from signing any foreign still, and that's Mumbai FC. Santosh Kashyap has had an interesting time with Mumbai FC so far. He joined at the end of last season, after the last season. And he's one guy who's not named a single foreigner in his squad for the first game week, and that is something that I feel is really interesting. He's brought in people like uh, Katimani, who was with Dempo until last season, and he's also got in people like Thoy Singh. Thoy Singh is there. Stephen Dyer has been retained, and yeah. he he'll, he will skip other side. So Darren Kaldera has moved from Bengaluru FC to Mumbai. Has that happened? Yeah, it has happened. Oh. So that's and then you have someone like Clifford Miranda. So there is a good mixture of. experience and youth coming up the ranks 
and when you talk about defense your people like pratik choudhary alan dyes sahid ravi nabi has moved from east bengal to mumbai so all this put together i think this team under kashyap if they play to plan something that kashyap has proved in past with beat with royal wyandor last season with salgaukar they can really challenge or be the party poppers for the three teams that will be challenging for the title so and that is something that i'm really keen on looking forward to and they are up against the state rivals dsk shivajans in the first uh, in the first game, game week shivajans also ha- has had a change in their managerial setup david rogers has come in now and he's trying to ring in a number of changes but surprisingly one guy who stood out for dsk shivajans last season sandesh jingan in the defense has not yet been signed by by dsk but are any team by any team he he still has to have a contract but having said that the transfer window like i have been informed is open till the 15th of march and that is almost halfway into there is, the, there is a transfer window yeah there is a transfer window which goes goes halfway into into the, the season, i, I league season so it would be interesting to see at what time does he injured or something Uh, no, no, he's playing for. Uh, he played the finals. I'm pretty sure he played the finals. Maybe what if it's a case like Robinson? Written the Sandeesh Singh. No, they haven't. They released the squad yesterday, and Sandeesh was not part of it. Interesting thing about uh, Kashyap and Mumbai. You see uh, what he did with Royal Wyandor. The amount of youngsters that came out of that team was a lot. So Mumbai, maybe this is a shot in the arm for the Mumbai. It is probably, but what what? could peg him back in this respect as mumbai does not have a youth culture per se they recently launched an academies from there you don't know how many players would eventually graduate and when would they graduate into the senior team so that's an academy now you're not looking at anything for a player exactly. at least now mumbai will play better football and won't just play yes. for draws like probably that, that's doing. what santosh kashyap has said in his first presentation uh, he i want to play attractive football yeah. that's what his Correct. statement was if you look at what kalit jamil has done he's made that mumbai city sorry mumbai fc last year and the year before were a team that just ground out results yeah they really never really had any flair or any panache uh, about the way they were playing so i suppose this is a good move probably that about the teams that have already been in the i league what about the new guys bhn uh, city fc minerva or before uh, social for that matter before we go into the new teams chidu uh, earlier said little expected of silang uh, lachon yeah Uh, I actually differ on that. I think they will be one of the, you know, surprise packages this team. No, I think no, he I meant, meant against BFC. Against BFC, yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know because there are a lot of new players in BFC. We have to see yeah. uh, six players out with injury also, so might be might not be straightforward for BFC tomorrow. But you haven't still said why do you think Shillong would spring up a surprise this time? Uh, because they they have a coach who's been there for. quite a lot of years probably the only coach only who stayed for this long for, yeah such a long time in the league currently uh, they have a very good youth setup and they are from us you know from a region which produces a lot of india's top talented footballers and like he said today in the press conference he had a lot of youngsters last year who continued to be with him and hopefully they have you know figured out from uh, from their experience last year that they very good and you know more experienced more uh, composed in ball position and also i suppose that will help them in that but and, it, and yeah. like he said dipanda has been signed mm-hmm. uh, dipanda scored seven goals i think for dsk mm-hmm. so he's not a bad striker to have in yeah. a team but probably uh, pro- if you look at shillong shillong is a club that promotes local talent to a very great extent but you, do you also see that one of the reasons that hamper the growth of the club 
No, not really. Again, like I said, they are from a region which is filled with talent. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at any team, you have four or five players who have come from no, uh, uh, Mike, that Mike, region. Uh, like if you look yeah. at BFC for example, they have Eugene, Chante, Ralte, three people who have come from right. uh, in the last two years who have come from uh, Silong Lajong itself. Mm-hmm. So they promoting local talent would, shouldn't be an issue for them. No, uh, but could, at the same time they are not very rich. So could, could it turn out to be a double-edged sword? Because one hand you have fringe players coming in, new talent, fresh faces coming in and on the other hand in the opponent side you have experienced guys, guys who have played at this level and these new guys are playing against them. So lack of experience could hurt them? Maybe, but uh, this season, like he said, he's retained these youngsters. The problem was they would always lose their best right. players. So they've retained a lot of their players from last year and they can be the core again. So, you know, that probably will help them this year. That's, that's what I think. Uh, time will tell. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, but again, uh, so one thing I want to say about the, the new club, uh, Churchill is not new. Yeah. They're the only go on side. <laughs> making a comeback. They only go on side in the tradition of the I League. Anthony Wolf. They came back only after you know going to court and they right. had to finally come back. So I think they're going to really struggle this season of the I League because uh, I think they're going to have a hard time. Um, in the I think in the, if I'm right in the Goa Pro League, they finished eighth on the table out of 11 teams. Right. And they were event- they were behind I think 32 points eventually behind uh, Salgaon. So if it's but of course, they don't have the same team that they had in the Goa Pro League. They've signed a few players from some of the other uh, Goan clubs, Pro League clubs as well for the I-League season. And they have, yeah, the TNT striker, uh, Anthony Wolf. But uh, despite all that, I really don't think that is going to be enough for uh, Churchill. Uh, again, up against Mohan Bagan in the opening game of the season. I think that's going to give us a fair indication of, of where they stand. And I think they're going to finish very near the bottom if not right at the bottom. Right. Uh, Churchill might, might have brought in a number of players from other clubs but one team that has stuck to the players that they have is Chennai City FC, yeah. a team that looks to promo, uh, is looking to promote local Tamil Nadu talent. What about it Arvind? A good way to go about in your first season of the I-League where you have a cover of no relegation for three years. A, a, a good way to I go into the... Three years. Could be. It is, it is three years. Uh, a, a good way to go into their first and last season of the I-League. Uh, well, they have uh, Dharmaraj Ravanan who played uh, well for FC Pinesiti as a defender. Danpal Ganesh is making a comparison. And they signed a couple of uh, Tamil guys from uh, South United FC mm-hmm. uh, as well, uh, a Bangalore-based uh, club. So, they, they are just banking on uh, local talent and that's the way they want to promote their uh, football and get people to the stadium. They want to fill it up with uh, a lot of the crowds that come for the local league matches, uh, who they would have seen all these guys in their local league, so that's what they are banking on. And uh, Ravanan is from uh, Trichy, so I guess uh, they are spreading out to the entire region of uh, Tamil Nadu. Is they signed their uh, Santosh Trophy striker? Not sure. I'm not sure. But what, what about but they have uh, Marcus Tank and Charles from Brazil, mm-hmm. two strikers. So they should probably add more firepower to their... Could be. You have a quota of food. Yes, I don't know who is the other two. These two caught my eyes. Mm. But what about the 10th team and by no means a poorer team in the league, Minerva, Punjab, FC. First team from uh, Punjab after JCT who pulled out like years ago. So a good good boost for Punjab football as well because you have academies like the Chandigarh Academy, the Tata Academy in Jamshudpur which is very close by. 
So players have been brought in from these academies to make up this team. So yeah. an exciting prospect. Yeah, definitely. I think they've also got signed. I think Manandeep Singh and sent Joel Sunday from Mysore. Um, Vishal Kumar, BSC uh, also. So, but you know when you suddenly all of a sudden you sign like eight or nine new players, I don't know how well the team is going to perform with all of them together. Yeah, but this uh, this was a team that finished runners-up to Dempo in the I League two last season. Yeah. So they've also signed a couple of I think youngsters uh, from Chennai NFC. Mm-hmm. So three of them I think in fact from Chennai NFC. So huh. so a lot of new signings, but yeah, let's see how they go. Any I also I think crucially I think they have I think Colm Toll who used oh, to yeah. be in charge of AIFF yes, uh, under Bob Houghton he is there as technical director right. I think so they've got another coach but he's the TD so Surinder Singh is there yeah so he's got a lot of good plans and mm-hmm. he's been talking a lot about you know what he achieved with Indian Arrows and uh, you know Malina. he's saying uh, yeah Indian Arrows yeah, yeah. Arrows yeah how they have you know Indian football is reaping the fruits of that and he wants to so he's looking at it long term you know. So which is which will probably be good to see. He is he was part part or the coach of the under 23 or under 19 side. So couple of years ago. So now yeah. he would know who is probably yeah. number of players yeah. anywhere. Yeah. But uh, are there any players that you are pre- pretty excited to look forward to in the I League? Any upcoming guys? For me, it's uh, Jerry Larinzula who was with Chennai NFC, part of the DSK Liverpool Academy. He's with DSK Shivajians. So that's one chap that I'm pretty interested to look forward to and how he performs against mm-hmm. the I League team because. In the ISL, he turned out to be a pretty good uh, asset for Chennai NFC. Today, they didn't go the distance, but as far as Chennai was concerned, he was a pretty good addition to the squad. And I expect the same when it comes to Dave Rogers and the way uh, DSK Shivajans approach the I-League. Any, any such guys for you all? Uh, Narzari. Again, again from again, DSK. DSK. Uh, I think he had a very good SAP uh, cup. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, a year ago? Yeah, so uh, when I saw him, he was very quick, mm. uh, good player. So he's the one I think will be this guy. What about you, Chitana? Uh, I want to see actually how uh, Daniel Lalimpuya does because uh, now that you know BFC, if the rumors are true and if they are going to sign another uh, striker from Honduras, I want to see how he develops and you know how he's going to perform the season. But I think he's a tall player, you know, player with a lot of potential. So I was hoping this was going to be like his, his breakout year, where he, you know, gets at least at least seven or eight goals over the course of the season. So I'm hoping he has a good season. But otherwise, he may have to go elsewhere if he doesn't get chances at BFC. What about you, Arvind? I, uh, I think uh, Jayesh Rane, if you remember, two years ago he did really well. Uh, 2015 season. Right, and he also he was also part of the Indian yeah. team that played the South Asian Games. Yes, yes, and they won the silver medal there and. He scored a, a lot of goals in the initial stages of the 2015 season where they won the ISL. Yeah, Rani is one of the guys who were part of the Chennai setup for a pretty long time. Yeah, but three years. that particular right. uh, time. The title winning year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Chennai City FC will also be interesting. Uh, they ha- also have another northeastern uh, striker, Fela. And uh, that will be interesting to watch. So, among the strike force, I think. Guys, any particular match that you are interested in, the first game, there are a number of games happening over the course of the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Any game for you all? Uh, Except for BFC because we will be covering this. Uh, <laughs> considering there are only 10 teams, we have to pick 4 matches and 4 <laughs> of us, so let's see, pick 4. Okay, I pick uh, Minerva versus Chennai <laughs> because I want to see who is 
for me the maharashtra beach dhk versus mumbai fc i'll stick to i saw versus east bengal that leaves me bagan and chochin let's see how that turns out we did a good job there that's all about indian football i suppose uh, and no, i wanted to ask you uh, this one question just popped in my head yes sandeep has so things coming uh, up now in the conversation about how we have punjab and chennai now in the reckoning so if you look ashley westwood always said travel was a big problem so this is not like england or spain where the traveling distance is smaller because india is a big country and earlier most of the time you would go to the northeast side the kolkata clubs couple there couple here a uh, couple in goa and then come back in mumbai and pune those teams there now you have an extra trip to chennai and extra trip to uh, punjab so logistically and you know in terms of fitness and recovery time i think it might no. because it's a compact league maybe it will no, in terms of the number of flights it will still be the same as before because yeah. if you are going to chennai chennai is a big center you get a direct flight from kolkata to chennai So if Faisal is or Shillong is going to Chennai they'll have to go to Calcutta and then come to Chennai. And similarly if you're going to Punjab you have to go to Delhi and then catch another flight to Chandigarh. So won't make the much of a difference. Yeah but geographically India is a much vast Yeah, yeah but if you look at what teams in the Russian league have to go through you know this is nothing, this is nothing. <laughs> these are all short flights just maybe 2 and a half right. maximum 3 yeah. hours but so. unlike the Russian league we have matches twice a week and unlike yeah. in the western league okay forget it i'm not saying it he <laughs> <laughs> just refrains yeah. no but they have like you know some so so many i think nine different time zones yeah the they country, have a so, lot of time zones yeah. you know so but that's because it's latitudinally uh, yeah. longer yeah unlike so, india which is longitudinally so you know we don't have to travel so far anywhere to anywhere is mm. like maximum a 3 hour flight right. so even if say a, a team from uh, kerala is playing lone star kashmir the maximum they have to uh, fly is 3 hours so right. it's not really a problem mm-hmm. talking more about russia european football and if you have something to add to it ಚೆಲ್ಸಿಲ್ಲಿಲ್ಲಿಲ್ಲಿಲ್ಲಿಲ್ಲಿಲ್ಲಿಲ್ಲಿಲ್ಲಿಲ್ಲಿಲ್
monthly loads of money to players to come and play there but they might have uh, something in their mind obviously because they're not fools to waste their money uh, just by calling Tevez uh, from Argentina Boca Juniors to there for no reason it's, it's not like the ISL where you play only a couple of games as well it's a, it's a proper football uh, league and uh, started with Drogba going there and then you had uh, Kemba uh, you had that uh, uh, Colombian Jackson striker, Martinez. Ha- Javi Martinez. Jackson Martinez. Ah, Jackson Martinez. So big players are going there, and uh, Oscar Rooney, went, Rooney yeah. will be next. They are saying, I don't know. Probably could be, should be, uh, should yeah, be. But <laughs> yes. So the problem with China before uh, the new president has come in, he wants to qualify for the World Cup. He initially said, I think 2018 World Cup doesn't look like it's going to happen. So maybe 22 is what he's looking at now. Uh, but the, the, the funny thing is, they they have inculcated football into their academy, I mean, into the schools and the curriculum. So, kids from now on are going to be playing that and coming up. And in terms of the league, they have stopped. Uh, they said they will kind of restrict the amount of money that's been yeah. uh, stupid money in courts, as they say. And then also, there is, they're reducing the foreigner number from 5 to 4, yeah. which is general AFC uh, standard. So. I think all that is on, only bodes very well for China. I think they are following the Olympic system yeah. and getting it to football mm. and mm. since the Olympic system has worked for them, I don't think football will be a problem. And yeah. these guys moving on from Europe to China, I think it's only, particularly only British media that has, has a problem with it because they see players move on from, they buy players for exuberant amount of money, that is not a problem for them and when someone else in some other part of the world does it, it's a big problem for them, I don't understand the logic behind it. England, if England had a restriction of four foreign players, there will not be anybody challenging anywhere near Champions League. I just feel good that we are blasting the British media, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, I was reading, I read a story recently. And uh, this was the time they quoted Drogba, who was there, I think, four years ago, five years ago, yeah. something like that. So when he went there, he said, our level was so much higher. Yeah. Yes. And se- it was several runs below MLS at the time. Yeah. It's been four or five years since then. You had uh, Alex Texeria has gone there, Jackson Martinez, Ramirez, Dembaba, so many players have gone there. Carlos Tevez. Carlos Tevez now, Oscar has gone. Axel Witzel yesterday oh, I saw. Yeah, that's happened. So all these guys have gone there. So obviously the... Level is increasing. Close to 1.50 million bid for Abomeyang. Yeah, and yeah. talk about no, the no, managers no. that are there. Marcelo Lippi, uh, ABB. Marcelo Lippi. Scolari there. Scolari there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and they have great... And someone, somewhere I read that all the pitches are in terrible condition. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. If you have so many big names coming in, you can't give them... Does England get the TV broadcast of... No, uh, I don't think anybody <laughs> gets uh, TV broadcast. Yeah. Chetu seems awfully quiet. What happened? No, no, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much to say about the Chinese Super League. Uh, I, but I don't, I don't but think a, this, is a yeah. top-down approach a proper approach? Which is what India is going to. Uh, getting back to I the initial point. I don't know if it so. necessarily works. I think the key is to have good academies and produce good local players. Mm-hmm. And having a flourishing league, I don't know if that is good. You know, look at the examples of Brazil and England. England has a thriving Premier League, which is probably. Maybe the biggest, you know, television product in the world uh, among all the other uh, uh, the football leagues in the world. Not and see where it has, where it has, yeah, yeah, where it has gotten their national team. And look at Brazil. You know, hardly any of the players in the Brazilian national team play in Brazil. Mm. But still, you know, because of of how they, uh, how not just they identify talent, but how they retain talent and their academy system, how they coach players. You know, that has 
that is what has uh, uh, raised the standard of football in the country and uh, we should probably be investing more in youth rather than trying to attract uh, uh, you know all washed up players from europe with uh, exorbitant sums of money i don't think that's going to work i'd be more in favor of the american model where you try and just you know build a robust league and you know try and make your national team as strong as possible and then and then slowly you will eventually start attracting players from europe players who are not necessarily you know not necessarily reach the end of their careers players who still have something to offer and you know, maybe not even for for ridiculous sums of money you know you, you saw lampard he went there and he was ridiculed because he played really badly you know so he had a great run in the end yeah well the last game what about david leia he's yeah, still so, there he's still one of the so you don't have you know players who are uh, completely uh, over the hill going so that is i prefer the american approach to what uh, china is doing but i think they're going to learn you know this you cannot sustain this forever you cannot pay I, I was i think they're changing yeah, the financial model yeah, i was reading that they're even trying to lure referees away from europe uh, into oh, china yeah. paying yeah, them big uh, platinum yeah, yeah paying them transfer fees and all that so uh, if they i think they they'll eventually learn from it and you know and realize that the way is to go from bottom up But do you think in a situation that we uh, indians find ourselves in that it is easier to you know like first built a fan base like there is a lot of football fans in the country but not really for indian football mm-hmm. so first build a fan base with the club and like yeah. how china is doing and then obviously they'll have to abide by a lot of you know i league regulations and afc regulations that they need to have talent development youth academy and all of the rest of it so maybe in the longer term i think these two things will coincide so we need more uh, fans for indian football yeah so i think this is a good good way the top down way is not so bad if we had more fans even our uh, podcast would be blooming by now <laughs> the only <laughs> indian football po- podcast in the country worth mentioning again <laughs> <laughs> yes okay arvind is doing the pr for us yeah. yeah hopefully i think that's all we have on this episode of injury time guys anything else to add no i think we have said enough yeah we yeah. are done for it. thanks a lot for tuning in and we hope you like this episode you can follow us on facebook the page is called injury time and the twitter handle is called injury time ind until we come up with the next episode next week have a great time and enjoy the weekend